The question is this, what is it that has some of us find our way to the top of our game, to overcome adversity and challenges, resistance and self-sabotage, to rise from the ashes time and time again? What is it that has everyday people just like you and I act boldly in the name of their passions and live out their wildest dreams in this lifetime? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Carrie McCauley, and this is Choose Unstoppable. Hello, and welcome to Choose Unstoppable. My name is Carrie McCauley, and today, friends, I'm so excited to introduce you to Kristen. And Kristen, I should have asked you this before. I'm going to go out on a whim and say it's Caulfield. Cofield. <laughs> is it? Because I was like, Cofield would be one F, I would have thought. But you know what? I'm no English major. Kristen Cofield. I'm so excited for you guys to hear about her. So first and foremost, author, educator, culinary disruptor, which I can't wait to dig into with you. She is the founder of The Culinary Cure, teaching the power of food and habit to build a body and life that you love because no one built the playbook for life over 50. I love that you're focusing on that window because things start to get a little hairy. I mean, I'm 45, so I'm like walking the walk. I like I can see it out there. And so I'm really interested from a personal standpoint in our conversation today. But most importantly, Kristen's story is an absolute inspiration and In her words, when her life became a tsunami in her 50s, she put herself back together one bite at a time. Kristen, hi and welcome. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having me. And I am really excited to share my story because I think that there are parts of my story that are parts of every woman's story. And I was I was living what looked like a very enviable life to people. You know, I was living in a great neighborhood. I had kids going to private school, a cute husband. (laughs) You know, I was involved in all kinds of community stuff. And and when I say this, I think this is really going to resonate with people. What happened to me happened over time. It didn't happen overnight. And so I didn't even really see what was happening to me and and to my life. So I started out with this big world, you know, I've got three kids in three different schools and I'm involved in all this this, uh, community stuff. And I have a business, I have a, a catering and event planning company. And then, you know, life started to get complicated and You know, there were some issues. Um, I'm married to a man who's a giver and our therapist, uh, you know, over the years, a therapist said to me, those, those can be the toughest guys to be married to because so much of what floats their boat is helping other people. So I'm married to a giver ADHD guy who's literally setting fires and putting them out, you know, (laughs) and And when you're married to a giver, you are sort of part of the giver versus being a receiver. Mm. So I'm living with someone who's, you know, a brilliant attorney. So clearly all of his clients are in trouble. And (laughs) and anyway, he got into this, he got into a um, business partnership with somebody that was a taker. So so that created some real confusion and and conflict and scary financial conditions. Mm for our personal life. But 
I'm a super fixer. So I was able to kind of rob Peter to pay Paul and, you know, take money from here to there and <clears throat> sell some jewelry on eBay and, and just kind of keep things floating. Um, while, if I can just interject from the outside looking in, would anybody have any clue that there's any issue? Yeah, we're so good yeah. at that, especially as yeah. women. We're so good at that. Yeah. I mean, you would have no, no idea what was going on. And like I said, it happened over time, not overnight. So when I kept thinking, oh, things will change, things will be better. This is for now. This isn't forever. And it was putting a tremendous amount of pressure on me because it didn't, you know, I was the person who was pretty much dealing with it and you don't want your kids to know. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of creating a shield to protect everybody and protect yourself. And, and then some other things <clears throat> started to happen. My mom's breast cancer came back and she went into treatment for that. And that, you know, that was a couple of, of years. My dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I'm the oldest of four. It's two, two different moms, four kids. And I, you know, when you're the oldest, you, it's just always your job whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It's always your job. So my husband and I had to jump in and he wasn't even nearby. He was down in Florida. So I had to get involved with that. Three kids at three different schools. Then the last kid goes off to college and I am left and I've been living in a state of fight or flight for about a decade. Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize that. I realize now I was experienced disassociation. I was in situations where I was walking and talking with people and I was, they had no idea. And I was a complete mess inside, like having conversations and actually being outside of my body. So it reached- Was, it ang was there anxiety at that point? Was, oh. was there panic attacks and like physical or just- well, and, and what you have to do when you're trying to manage all this stuff, you, your big world gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it starts to take all your energy just to get through each day. So I had to step away from friendships because it was so stressful because everybody else's life seemed so great, you know? I had to, nobody wanted to hear about it because when you're married to a great guy, mm. people think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, so now you're, you're that, oh my God, you've got everything. What is wrong mm. with you? You're yeah. such a bitch, you know? So it became, and we went through, you know, therapist after therapist and it's complicated because when you're you know, and I'm still married. Let the record show. I have <laughs> repurposed my husband. We are happier than we've ever been. We've done the work. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Okay. But when I was in it, I mean, literally there were issues that my husband had with money that went back to his childhood. And I literally was reading Success Magazine when it was a paper magazine. And I saw this guy who 
was a financial therapist and I actually sent him an email and he responded and I had to do all by my lonesome because I had no money at this point, all the money, mm. all the resources were mm. gone. And I'm, we ended up having to sell our house to pay debt. I mean, it just like, you yeah. think, oh my God, this story can't get any worse. And, and the fact is then my dog died and I was like, holy moly, that was it. You know, like now, now I've got nothing, right? That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. So I, through all of this, I will say, anybody who knows me would say, I am strong. I am resilient. I am resourceful. I am the go-to girl. I'm that person that people go, oh, you know, ask Kristen, she'll know. So now my big world became a small world and it's taking all my energy to get out of bed each day. And I wake up one day and I have this moment where I'm like, this cannot be what the universe had intended for me. Shitty cannot be my new normal. Like there's got to be more for me. Cause I, I don't think I can spend the rest of my life living in this, this place. It's exhausting. And I looked awful. Um, because at this point, you know, I'm fueling up on caffeine. I'm drinking wine at night. I'm you know, that's affecting my sleep. I can't sleep anyway, because I'm like, my brain's like a filing cabinet and all this stuff is just flying mm. out and I just can't get it back in. I mean, it felt like I was plugged into an electrical outlet. I had pretty much rewired my brain and it didn't, anything that happened was stressful to me. So I have this moment, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is my thrive or die moment because I can't do this one more day. I've got no kids at home. I've got no dog. It's just me and my husband and I'm just trying to figure it out. I have no resources. I can't control any of that. But what I can control is on the end of my fork. I can control what I put in my body, put on my body, do to my body. I can control the people I spend the time with and I, I can control the thoughts in my head. And what we know is that our brains are actually wired to focus on the negative because mm -hmm. back in the, in the day, you've heard this analogy, what if we were being chased by a creature that wanted to eat us? We have to be alert to the dangers. So our brain loves the negative because it's there to keep us safe. So I had to rewire my brain with positive thoughts and positive energy, but I started on the end of my fork. So I had had two catering companies. I'd had an event planning company. And so food was always my medium. I was always that girl in high school. If I was dating a guy, I was like dropping off cheesecake for his family you know, if you're sick, I'm going to bring you dinner. You know, that's, I show my love with food. Mm. So it was time to show myself love and start nourishing my body again, because I needed a strong body. And Can I ask when a you question just before yeah. you continue there, because I think that there's some real gold in that kind of rock bottom moment that I'd love to harvest. Cause there is a time where, and even just as you've shared, it had been going on for a long time and we, we manage it and we make room for it, sometimes indulge in it, but it stays there. What was it 
like, you know, there's the expression of the straw that broke the camel's back. Was there a moment like that? Did you, did somebody say something? Because for those of us who are finding ourselves in a darker window here and now, like, what are some of those catalysts or what was the catalyst for you to say enough is enough? Or was it just a random morning? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, this is a decade of my life and we'd been through some therapists and, you know, I was trying, you know, and you got to get to pay those therapists. So, you know, I'm trying to find money to pay therapists and the rope was really long, but there was just literally, I had a day, there was just no more rope. Yeah, I realized there was nothing left. So it really was survival. Yeah, It was in that moment to be like, if I don't do something differently, I will not make it beyond here. My my life will end. Like I will. Oh, uh, did I, I think I failed to mention that I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh my God. I forgot that part. Just a small little, little insignificant piece. So now think of this. I've been living in this highly stressful situation And it started out not so bad and it just kept getting worse and worse and more and more. And, you know, my shoulders are only so big and the rope is only so long. And then I get diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm. And when the doctor and and I, so I'd gone to doctors for years and we can talk about, this is a whole nother podcast about Mm. going to doctors with what are real conditions and having your blood work tell a different story. So I kept going to doctors who were like, I wish I had your blood work. You're fine. Maybe you need a sleep aid or an anti-anxiety mm. or a beta blocker. So I'm dealing with all of that. But when they removed my thyroid, the doctor said, you know, I had a tiny bit of cancer on my thyroid, but it was enough for them to take the thyroid out. And he said, your thyroid clearly couldn't have been working properly. It was shriveled up like a little prune. It was because all of that cortisol that had shooting through my, you know, my, my adrenals and, and my endocrine system, I, I was, I had fried my thyroid. So the cancer saved me. The cancer Mm. was the good thing because now we could start regulating this crucial hormone. And so many women struggle with underactive thyroid and for good reason, besides the stress, besides the fact that we all had panoramic dental x-rays and radiation is cumulative in our soft tissue, which is right here. Mm. We've been bathing in water with fluoride. We've been drinking water with fluoride We've been using fluoride mouthwash. We've been getting fluoride treatments. Fluoride used to be used to kill thyroid function for people who had overactive thyroids. So underactive thyroid is more common than you would imagine, yet it's so underdiagnosed and then it is not treated properly. It's Mm. it's treated with Synthroid or Levothroxin, which is the the cheap version of Synthroid, which is only T3. So mostly women struggle with this and it affects everything we do. Like my hair was falling out. I had cold hands and feet. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't bouncing back from stress. So I had this perfect storm of all these things happening. That's why I say there's some part of my story every woman can relate to. And so there, to answer your question, there was no one moment. There was just no more rope. 
there's yeah. no more rope. Yeah, I uh, so got it. And so at the end of your rope, when most of us are at our lowest, at our lowest self-confidence, self-worth, uh, feeling like what we have to contribute, all of that is depleted. How did you decide from there, from this kind of dark rock bottom place that you were going to create something? Or again, were you just stepping out slowly? Yeah. Well, like I said, I couldn't control all Mm. those things, which would have been overwhelming to anyone. So I had to really get granular. I had to figure out what I could control. And I started on the end of my fork because Mm. food was my medium. And at that point, I only ate foods that I knew would nourish me. So no refined carbs, you know, no added sugars. That's not to say I'm not going to have a piece of cake at your birthday or a warm cookie right out of the oven. But as a general practice, I really dialed down and I'm like, I need to use, I can't, I've got to feel better. So I started Mm. with, with diet foods, always been my medium. Then once you start to feel better, you have more energy. Now I'm still not sleeping. So I'm up at 4am. Well, why not go to a a. 5am workout? So I start Mm -hmm. going to the gym. Now I'm eating right. I'm working out. I start to feel better. My body starts to change. My mindset starts to change because now I've got all these good feel good hormones. So we're rewiring the brain. I'm feeling strong. I'm looking different. Confidence is coming back. I ended up getting an amazing job for three and a half years working for a really pioneer in the laser surgery practice in Mm -hmm. Washington, DC. So I had that. Now I've got this great job that's paying me really good money and it buys me the time to kind of reorganize my life. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I am not the only woman who has ever found herself in this situation. Life just doesn't always turn out like we think it will. And so at this point, I start the culinary cure because nobody wrote the playbook for rebooting your life after you've done everything right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't make any bad decisions. It just, the circumstances were what they were. And there's this great saying that things turn out best for people who make the best of how things turn out. Mm -hmm. So I kind of jumped into that and I started building the culinary cure and I wanted it to be a place where people could go to get information they could use to turn their lives around too. And so this is back in like 2012. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an immigrant to technology, not a native, you know, I've got to learn all, you know, how to do all this stuff. I'm 62, you know, this, Mm -hmm. I'm in my fifties. So I have to learn all of this. And, you know, I've just, I just kept building it and collaborating. And then I ended up doing like all this local TV and I'm a regular on podcasts and and radio shows. And I host a bunch of rooms on Clubhouse. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you really should because I post every single day a valuable wellness, free wellness tips (laughs) for everybody. And And what's your handle? I'll add it in the show notes too, but we may as well drop it here because- What? It's at Kristen Cofield. It's my name, Kristen Cofield. Awesome. 
And, you know, at theculinarycure.com, I've got 200 recipes wondering what to cook for dinner. And they're not hard because even though I'm a chef, I don't want to spend more time cooking. I want to spend less time cooking, but the food needs to be, why would we eat it if it wasn't delicious? So it's Mm. got to be delicious and easy, you know, and then I, I wrote my book how healthy people eat an eater's guide to healthy habits. And this, you know, I wanted to make something that was visual, that was also anybody could use it. Like, I don't care where you are in your wellness journey. You need to know why we are wired to use food the way we are, because getting that microbiome right will dial the stress down. Mm -hmm. Getting the microbiome right helps us build resilient wellness. We need to be teaching this to our kids. We need to be helping our parents make sure they're doing better. And we need to understand that 43% of what we do every day is mindless repetition. And so when we flip the switch Mm -hmm. on that, and you, you look at my story and you look at how I just took the things I could control and I took control of them and made them work for me. And uh, my life is so fun right now. I, I'm just, I'm having the best time. I am networking with other amazing women like you. You know, we, we met through the digital universe mm-hmm. and I'm helping women through my, you know, my 30 day detox and reset, which I do four times a year because we need to turn those habits those little things we do into real habits. That's why I do it four times a year because you do it once, once isn't enough. You've got to do it a couple of times. My daughter just got married two weekends ago. You should really look at my Instagram. There's some great pictures on there, but you know, it's so, it's so great to love the skin you're in. And that's what I want for all women. I want women to look in the mirror and see the woman that they know and love. And so if my journey can inspire other people and if my website and my programs can help, I answer every single person who messages me and, you know, I'm here to help. Oh, Kristen, I'm so inspired. I mean, first and foremost, your expertise and what you offer and how you turned back to say, I know I'm not alone in this. Once you got to the other side to, you know, hold out a hand to help people get out of that pit or that dip as well because you're absolutely right there are many women who do that but then also just to be a demonstration of someone who finds themselves at with no rope left and your analogy of one bite at a time one step at a time it just has to be one bite at a time in the right direction And then all of a sudden you can start feeling better. And then once you start feeling better, that's when we can start to make some better decisions about how to get out of the well, if you will, like from that place, when we're feeling better, when we're feeling fueled, when we're feeling nourished, we can start to make better decisions. And for you, you just started to look around and say, okay, well, now that I'm here, what can I do with my skill sets in my life? And then it's just gone and gone and gone and extended and extended and extended. And so so grateful for your story, truly so grateful for your work. One question I have is, so I know you focus your story around kind of the over 50. If someone was under 50, is the book still going to be super relevant? Is it still, is it just for human beings? It's for human human consumption. This is, this book is 
it's a starting point for anybody. And I'll tell you what's okay. really funny. I have kid, I have friends who have younger kids and they are like, yeah, I just leave this out and they love to pick it up because the way I, I did it is each chapter is something you can use. So there's an introduction and then it's like good food fuels a great life. So the first chapter that. is eat well, be well. And it, it teaches you how to eat like things like chewing your food, not drinking liquids with meals, mm. stopping eating when you're 80% full. And then the second chapter is foods that we should be eating more of because they're so nutrient dense and so good for us. Things like miso and nutritional yeast and oats and pumpkin seeds, because the mm. more we incorporate these foods, the more they can help us. And then the third chapter is my favorite, which is the culinary pharmacy. And this that. is why we should be cooking with lots of herbs and spices and adding them to our foods because herbs and spices are the original medicines. I mean, willow bark is what aspirin came from, poppy mm -hmm. seeds, great mm -hmm. painkillers, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's this is practical information. And I joke, you should just buy the book. It makes a great hostess gift. Leave it on the back of your toilet and whoever is in there will will read it and get one thing replace table salt with miso or seaweed salt drink more green tea you know i just made it so great yeah one bite at a time with a bite can i leave um your listeners with one of my favorite tips oh i would love that I always say, and I want people to feel better right now. I want to give them yeah. something they can do right now because that wellness, that overwhelm keeps people from doing anything. So first of all, follow me on Instagram because I do give daily, daily tips and my stories are really fun, but hydrate better. So I call water the low hanging fruit of wellness. Our body is 60 to 80% water. Our muscles are 75% water. If we're even a tiny bit dehydrated, it affects our ability to make good decisions. And that's decisions about our work, our families, and the food we choose to eat. So if we're a little dehydrated, we might be more tempted to have that second caramel latte, grab mm. a bagel, have a glass of wine that turns into two. So what we want to do is we want to practice hydration. And I say it's a practice. All of these things that I do every day, I practice them. And that means we can improve. So when you wake up in the morning, the first beverage of the day should be water. When we're asleep, our body is fasting. All of our major organs are going through a circadian rhythm and they're detoxing. And that metabolic waste is ending up in our lymphatic system. So we're going to end the fast with an eight to 10 ounce glass of warm or room temperature water because it's more absorbable that way. Mm -hmm. And you can add the juice of half a lemon or half a lime to raise the, um, the alkalinity level in your body because those citrus fruits go in acidic but they turn alkaline in the body and lowering alkalinity lowers inflammation. So the rule of thumb is eight to 10 ounces an hour for eight to 10 hours a day. And anybody can do this. So just start right now. Everybody should go get a glass of water, set a timer on your phone and make sure you drink eight to 10 ounces of water an hour for eight to 10 hours a day. And don't go drinking a hundred ounces at once because it'll just go through you. 
really great tip. And you know what? I don't think I've heard, I've always heard, you know, drink X amount for your body weight or eight to 10 is a rough number. But the, the idea of drinking eight to 10 ounces an hour, because it's within the eight to 10 hour window, almost fine. Like you could just set a little, and maybe this is me, maybe I've just been missing this tip, but you could just set an alarm that dings every hour and be like, oh, and then it's just a glass. You don't feel like, oh, I only had one glass this morning. Now I have to drink three and a half glasses by noon. And by the end of the day, you're just, you know, trying to fit it all in, but just to have a glass of water every hour. I like it. I like and then our, and then our organs use it. Then the water yeah. it takes, and also it takes two weeks to get fully hydrated. So if you start this today, you're not fully hydrated for two weeks, and you will be amazed. It's actually, you know, part of my 30 day detox and reset. A big component is getting the hydration part right, because mm-hmm. I know when we get that part right, the food parts snap. So for me, you know, I take this unique approach about. Getting the, getting the conditions of life right. So we start with hydration and we start with the conditions of life in your home because come on, everybody knows what they should do, but they're not doing it. So I make it, I make it doable because I'm like, we got to fix your kitchen and we got to get this hydration part right. And when that happens, it all comes together for people. So great. And, and so inspiring. I love that your approach is just how to make it simple enough to actually incorporate it in our lives, because we do all know the things that we should be doing the, you know, the grand should, and then those shoulds pile up big enough that you just, you know, want to put it in the closet and and shut the door. So just small bite-sized pieces to make it attainable for people who are right at the beginning, people who are stressed, people who are overwhelmed when we're down the bottom of the well, you know, all of these grand practices of health and wellness feel like a, a big stretch. So I, I am super inspired. I am going to set an alarm on my phone to do my eight to 10 ounces, eight to 10 hours a day. Cause I think it's a great, simple way just to hear a ding and get a glass of water. So thank you so much. I'm excited to follow you on Instagram. I hadn't, I know we met in the virtual space, but I'm excited to see what you have to offer for everyone listening at, at Kristen Cofield, but I will put it in the show notes for you and website or anything. Where can people learn about your programs? Yeah theculinarycure.com and I have a freebie. So if anybody listening wants my um, Healthy Habits 101, I can send you the link for that if you want. Right, put yeah, I'll the- put, I will put that in the show notes as well. So for anybody who's listening in, you can check the show notes and I'll make sure that it's in there as well. That's amazing. Kristen, thank you, a ton of fun. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing some of those darker moments that we all face. The more that we talk about them, the more that we shine a light on them, the more freedom and power I think other men and women can gain from knowing that it's not just them. Like we're not alone in our struggles and there's always a way to climb out one step at a time, one bite at a time. Life is a tough sport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why we've all got to, just like you said, turn around and help the person behind us. And I'm really a big fan of women supporting women and helping each other, just really sharing our knowledge with each other to make 
every day better because come on, it does get hard. So thank you for having this amazing podcast. So welcome. Okay. For everyone at home, we will see you next week. Check out the show notes. All of the information is there. Kristen, I will look forward to staying in touch with you definitely. And for the rest of us, I'll see you all next week. Until then, choose unstoppable. If our incredible stories and content have got you excited about the idea of starting your own podcast, then I've got something special for you. I'm giving you my free guide outlining exactly how I built this top ranking and new and noteworthy podcast from idea to tech to launch secrets. You can get it right now at kerrymccauley.com backslash podcast guide, or you can check the show notes for the link. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Your support means more than you could ever know. We'll see you on the next episode.